Get ready to take your branding to the next level. This is Million Dollar Branders. We know what it takes to build million dollar brands because we live it and breathe it. And now we're sharing our tips and success secrets with you. Here's your host, Justine Pogroski. Remember, we are spiritual beings, spiritual creatures living in a physical body. We could connect to a different world. And we do that every night when we go to bed. Let me ask you this. Right now, are you alive or are you dead? Alive. Now. <laughs> I'm just thinking very good. I'm not dead because of the, the, the time difference, but I am alive. <laughs> but you're alive. Yes. Now, you know, most people's favorite thing to do is going to sleep. Like when you're having a very, very hard day or when you're super tired, no matter what, sleeping is the best feeling in the world. Mm. And sleep, they say, is the cousin of death. But who said that when waking up, you're actually waking up and going to sleep is going to sleep. It could be that when you go to sleep, you're waking up. And when you're waking up, you're going to sleep. And the reason is, is because if in this world, you don't gain anything and you don't lose anything. You came here with nothing. You leave here with nothing. Do you know where you came from before you came to this world? Do you remember no. your last life? No. Did anybody tell you where you're going after this world? No. So you don't know where you're going. You don't know where you came from. In this life, you don't gain anything and you don't lose anything. Sleeping is your favorite thing to do. So maybe when you go to sleep, you're waking up. And when you're waking up, you're going to sleep. Because all of this is not real. And in Judaism, it says that when you go to sleep, your soul leaves the body. And when it leaves the body, it goes to God. And when it goes to God, it tells God what it is that the body is asking for. The body is asking for a Lamborghini. The body is asking for a nice house. God says, give it to him. And then the soul goes, no, 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 no. You can't give him more money. You don't understand what he's doing to me. He's hurting me. Oh, what is he doing? He's taking drugs, sleeping around with women. He's being awful to people. He steals. Then God says, oh, of course, don't give it to him. Mm. Go back there. Help him fix himself. And the reason is, is because... Men, and I'm talking about men, mankind, you know, men, women, yeah. they don't know what to truly do with life, with the body, with the soul. You see, when you wake up in the morning and you put on a nice watch, that's for your body. That's not for your soul. When you wake up in the morning and put on a nice blazer, that's for your body. That's not for your soul. Your makeup, it's also for your body. What did you do this morning for your soul? Mm, like praying or meditation or that's your soul, right? Connecting with God, right. praying to God. When you meditate is the time that you are speaking to God and God gives you answers. Mm. You think it's you, but there is God inside of all each and every one of us. Remember, the created created us. And in us, he created creativity. 
which means that each and every one of us has God inside of them. So the soul does not care what time it is. It doesn't function on time. It also doesn't care what nice blazer you wear. <laughs> it needs to feel whole yes. and to feel at peace. And the only way for you to feel that way is to do something for the soul first thing in the morning. And then the last thing before you go to bed, have a conversation with God. Do not be afraid. Do not be ashamed. It's only you. If there is no God, who cares then? It's only you that heard it. Mm. Speak to God and the answers will come to you. When you are a strong believer and believer of doubters, because belief is a word of doubt. I don't believe God exists. I know he exists because there's no way I would have been here without God by my side. I've been shot at. I've been stabbed. I've had major car crashes. I've been in the worst positions in my life. If God was not there, I would not be here. God has a plan for me. And a year ago, I found out exactly what that plan was. He gave me one more vision. But he gave me a vision when I asked for it. I said, I've done it all. What ne what's next? What's the next reason for me to be here? I have no reason to be here. I can't find a solid wife. I can't. I don't have kids. I have a child that's been kidnapped by his mother from me, and I haven't seen in two years. I'm constantly battling it out with her in courts to get my son just to see him. Not even take my son away from her. Yeah. So what's left for me here? And he gave me a new vision. And every time you get a new vision, you create more infinite intelligence. Like I've been doing, practicing something that most people never practiced before, but Nikola Tesla and uh, Thomas Edison and even Salvador Dali was practicing and they would sit in a room and they would darken the room completely and cover their eyes. And they would hold either keys or metal balls in their hands. And they would lean backwards on the chair and they put metal plates around them. So when they fall asleep, the balls fall out of their hands. When they fall out of their hands, it hits the metal and they wake right back up. They believed in the same thing that it tells us in Judaism. Mm. When you go to sleep, your soul leaves the body. When it leaves the body, it speaks to God. It goes to a place called the quantum realm yeah. where you could create all the inventions, all the creations. You create infinite intelligence. You create anything you want in that world and you bring it to the physical world. So there... You are going to a place where you're almost like hypnotizing. And when you wake up, first thing when you wake up, the first state, it's called alpha state, and then you move into theta. So alpha is when you could actually like, when you're in alpha state is a time where your mind is half asleep, half awake, and you don't have negative or positive suggestions to what it is that let's say you're reading. And you take in all the information. You're able to retain all that information. 
because your mind is not fighting it. But then you go into a state called theta, which is hypnosis. Mm. And hypnosis, it's like hallucinating. So when you go into the quantum realm and you bring back ideas, that's how Thomas Edison invented the light bulb. Yes. That's how Salvador Dali was making all these paintings. And people said, well, was he on LSD? No, he saw it in his mind. He saw it, he connected to the quantum realm. So there's ways to create infinite intelligence. There's ways for you to become unstoppable. Our bodies, our minds, they're immortal. They are truly immortal. Think about it this way. When does our body thrive? Do you uh, know? I'd love to hear your opinion. I know when mine, I feel like I know when mine thrives, but... Go ahead. Your body thrives under stress. Your body dies under comfort. Mm. Wow. If I put you in bed right now for the next six months and wouldn't let you move, you're in a very nice, comfortable position. But you'll try to get up and you'll fall because your muscles couldn't hold you up. Yeah. But if I put you in the gym for the next six months, within the next six months, you'll be way stronger than you were now. Yes. Because our bodies thrive under stress. But think about the fact that God gave us bodies that could actually become stronger, faster, bigger, smarter. <laughs> the more books you read, the more you know. The more you learn, the more you study, the smarter you get. The more you lift, the more you could lift. The more you run, the faster you get. Somebody goes and runs 100 meters. He does it in 13 seconds. Yes. Keeps doing it for another year. Now he's at 12. Then he's at 11. After four or five years, he's in the Olympics doing it at eight point something. And why is that? It's because our bodies are not normal. Our bodies are truly immortals. We are immortals. Immortality is inside of each one of us. Yes. The question is, who's going to unleash that power? Who's going to truly break through the norm? Is it going to be me? Is it going to be you? Is it going to be them? And people like that always walked this planet, the earth. They've always walked the earth. Those tough, strong, battled kind of guys that would, were just ruthless and were ready to die and ready to kill mm. and ready to train for hours and hours and hours and climb the highest mountains. What do you think Genghis Khan was just a normal guy who woke up in the morning and said, let's go cut some flowers? No. You think Alexander the Great, Hernan Cortez, when he burned the ships, was he just a normal kind of guy? No. And yeah, today somebody, you know, I posted before about Hernan Contez and they're like, well, you know, he was this and that also. He was a traitor. I'm like, you guys didn't get the point. Yes. That's the problem with men today. They don't get the point. The point is, what the hell are you doing? Why aren't you inspired? Why are you trying to come and give me a fact that you know nothing about? Why don't you take the best out of that story? Burn your ships. Throw everything away. Don't hang out with friends. 
Don't hang out with family. Don't go to Thanksgiving. You didn't earn it. Yes. When you'll think that way, you will succeed. And you know, sometimes we don't know in which way we will succeed. I didn't know I was going to be a social media guy. I'm the most private guy in the world. I've worked a line of work that I could never even speak about. That brings me to my next question. I was going to ask you because when we met, um, something that stood out for me, you said that seven months ago, you know, no one really knew you were on social media. So it, it says to me that it's not just tremendous drive and tenacity, but it's also consistency. And I think it's an art to be creative. It's that infinite intelligence that you've brought to different platforms, which, you know, this is like our new TV now. But I just wanted to know, as an influencer in today's times, what advice can you give people who want to stand out on social media? Because we're living in such an instant gratification age and you know things are a mess people do it for the likes and for the attention what advice can you give to these people so first of all i would say whatever you're doing and do it for yourself then do it for others so mm -hmm. if you're somebody that goes out there and tries to please everybody go sell flowers and don't <laughs> even sell them give them as presents <laughs> maybe then they're gonna like you but there's still going to be that flower shop down the street that's going to hate you for giving away flowers and taking away their business. Exactly. So you're not selling ice cream. I'm on social media and I get a lot of hate. But what does it mean? I've never seen a hater do better than me. Mm. So I'd rather me being hated on than me doing the hating on somebody else. Yes. I always rather be hated on than do, be the one doing the hating. Why would I want to be the one doing the hating? So I know I'm already in a better position. Mm. If someone has to say something bad about me, whether it's bad or good, it means that you're still alive. You still exist. People still want to talk about you. This yeah. is wonderful. At that point in time, you won. <laughs> if somebody talked about you, you won. You're winning the game. But no matter what, always remember where you came from. Mm. another problem that a lot of people go oh, i'm famous now i'm the shit mm. no i walk down the street and if somebody comes and goes king azula oh my god it's you i stop my whole day i talk to them i inspire them just like i used to i used to do that daily before i started social media so when you want to go on social media and you want to stand out first, do not do it for others. Do it for yourself and do not care what people think. Yes. Be true to what you believe in and don't stop saying what you believe in. Don't change the story. It's like I said, hey, I'm Jewish. I'm Israeli. And people go, oh, my God, we hate Israelis. We hate Jews. The Nazis should have taken you guys all out. And I need to stand strong and say well i'm israeli and i'm jewish and right. if you're such a tough person you can meet me in the cage we'll take it on in the cage fight <laughs> and then they're like oh so now you're trying to scare me see they'll try to flip it on you mm. you just told me that the nazis should have killed me and my whole generation and the generation before and we should have never been here but now i offer you a nice cage fight between me and you you know 
maybe put on live stream and you think I'm the bad guy now. So you have to just stick to who you are. If I'm yeah. Jewish, I'm Israeli. Yes, Sam. You hate me? Good luck. Yes. And you hate was- me because you can't be me, you know? And it has to do with anything. It's like I have a friend that he's black. And then what, you know, people, white people will say to him, oh, you're this, you're that because you're black. Well, I tell him, do not pay attention. Mm. Yes, you're black. Yes, you're African-American. F them. What do they matter? Yeah. And he literally gets hurt about it because there's people who are softer. And then I start to understand within time why friends of mine who have been on social media were going through depression, why some committed suicide, why some overdosed on social media, why many of them quit social media. Social media and the phone and any platform that there is, it literally is the portal to hell. Because now you have all these keyboard warriors and they believe that they are so powerful by talking smack behind that keyboard. But they would never say that face-to-face to to anybody. Mm -hmm. So then it's okay for them to call you a loser and all these names. And then you tell them, hey, where are you? Let's meet. Then they're like, oh, so you feel like you're a tough guy because now you want to beat me up? Well, if you were a true man, you would have never even answered can't do anything right but that that's so what I, I, learned that, I learned that after two months of doing social media and then i just stopped answering people like these people who talk bad about me i don't even answer them so you don't pay attention then you start to think yes if i'm creating an impact a positive impact on at least one person that's all that matters the ones that i'm creating a negative impact on they have their own problems with themselves they have already lost. They're a lost cause. Absolutely. They don't matter. But in between that, you know, it's like finding a needle in the haystack. It's the same way. I'm finding a needle in the haystack and I, boom, I pull it out. Say, this is a good guy. This is a good kid. I'm going to motivate him. Mm. And that's what I do. So if you want to be successful in social media, one social media wants to see you being consistent so you have to post every single day if you're going to post once a day that's great but i was doing best when i was posting three times a day Mm. i went down to posting once a day but posting three times a day is much much better now we're going to go back up and post more you also want to post the same exact time every single day and you have a 15 minute window Wow. So if you're posting at 8 a.m., between 8 to 8.15 a.m. every single day, then between 4 to 4.15 every single day, then between 9 to 9.15 every single day. You do that for 90 days, you will create an impact. Now think about it this way. If you're doing three a day for the next 12 months, you have 365 days. That means that you're going to get right over 1,000 videos. 1,000 videos, no matter what, at some point in time, they will float up to the surface of the earth where people are going to see you and people are going to recognize you because you have 1,000 videos out there. Yes. 
And that's what's going to make you successful is when people see you being consistent. People are following people because they truly want to be motivated or they want to learn something or they want to be educated or some of them like to be entertained. Mm. The ones that want to be entertained are mostly the ones that end up not really becoming much in life because they're always entertained by other people. Really? I don't like to be entertained. I like to be the entertainer. <laughs> and in a relationship, most people don't know, like there's the adore and there there's the adorer. So there's the one who's being adored and the one that's the adorer. The man needs to be the adorer and the, sorry, the woman needs to be the adorer and the man needs to be the adored in order for a relationship to be successful. And the same thing with social media. <laughs> you don't want to adore social media. You want to be the adorer where social media adores you. All the people adore you on social media. Yes. So you don't want to be the consumer because when you're consuming all these videos all day, it really is not good for you. And I could tell you, I've been on social media in the first two weeks before I started doing social media, I like learned social media back to back, you know, the back end, the front end, you name it. I looked at what people were missing and I was like, oh, they're missing the king. Then I came out with the name King Azulai and, you know, some people in my close surrounding were like, why would you call yourself a king? The first question was, well, do you think you could beat me up? <laughs> you know? And then they're like, no, it's not what I meant. So, so why do you think you're telling me that I'm not a king? If I could knock you out right now, why can't I call myself a king? I'm a king and you're a peasant. Go work out, become stronger than me, call yourself a king. I'll be your servant. No problem. Mm -hmm. And then like people in my surrounding kind of looked at me and were like, okay, there goes another thing that Ben is going to do now. <laughs> and Ben is getting a little funny about it. And he's, I'm like, you know, some people need to learn how to just be quiet. Yes. Totally. If you can't help somebody do better in whatever they're going to do, just be quiet. Stay out of it. Great. When my friend tells me he's doing something, I'm all there for him. So my grandma laughed at me. But my grandma is my biggest hater. Mm. And then me and my mom didn't speak for like three months. Wow because she didn't want to call me a king. I said, when I walk around, I'm going to walk around like a king. Mm. And you could either call me king or you don't call me at all. And she said, I'm not going to call you a king. And also my mom said this and that about you, you know, that you're hilarious. I said, mom, everything I achieved in life, I achieved it because I knew exactly who I am. Do you know who you are? You don't. Mm. Like, I'm Rachel. I'm like, well... Rachel is the name that your mom gave you. But who are you? When you say, this is my arm and this is my leg, is that Rachel's arm and leg or is that yours? Mm -hmm. And then she looked at me and she was kind of like mixed up. <laughs> and then I said to her, I said, mom, I'm going to become a king. If you don't feel like I'm right. to." Be. She goes, kings are not for this time. I said, no, kings are for any time someone believes that he can be a king. Wow, I love that. You know, it has nothing to do with times. We're in times of 
the world is being programmed nonstop yes. to be peasants. Yes. And my goal was to not just become a king, but also become that person that raises a team with him. And not everybody has to be a king, right? But at least a bunch of resilient people and men and strong strong women too. Like I talk to a lot of women on social media where they're like, you inspired me so much. And you see strong women. Yes. Not independent women. Independent means one. There's no room for another person. Mm. You know? This like I had a conversation. It's important to I had me. a conversation. Yeah, sorry. Huh? Oh no, I was just saying it's important to me too, because I think this whole boss bitch culture is ruining our society. And I think I'm very old school, but I think a woman should be a woman and a man should be a man and a woman needs to stand by her man. And it's getting yeah. fast. And the thing that I loved about you too, is that you're not afraid to stand up for a point of view or your opinion. And which brings me to my next question, Andrew Tate, right? Like, look at the controversy around him. And I actually have to say, I agree with a lot of his ideology, but um, I don't know if you saw, if you watched the interview with Piers Morgan, I wanted to ask you your opinion on that because I know all the Israel stuff is around that, but I'd love to hear your opinion on that. So the thing about Andrew Tate, I'll tell you actually how it started. I had a buddy of mine because I wasn't someone that's on social media. He was actually my ex-partner. And uh, he came up to me and he said, Ben, you know, I want you to watch this guy. His name is Andrew Tate. You guys are extremely similar. It's almost like he's speaking and it's you speaking at the same time. It's like you have to watch some of his videos. And I told him, I said, I don't want to get into social media stuff. Plus, yeah. I see my buddies, you know, on social media 24-7. I don't want to be that guy. I'm that guy that's out there training, working, hustling, making businesses, growing things around him. I'm not going to sit there and scroll on social media all day. And he goes, Ben, listen, the world needs you right now. And that guy was my business partner. And we were making like 50K a month, each person, each one in that business. And that's a business that I helped lift up from the ground. I helped build it and he was running it. And I was making 50 grand me, 50 grand him. And all he needed was me in the business once in a while, like once every week, once every week and a half, I'd be in the business. Yes. Comes up to me and he tells me, Ben. The world needs you. You don't understand. Everybody's suffering. And I said, what do you mean the world needs me? I'm doing my thing. The world is doing their thing. Everything is good. It's like, no, you don't understand. And then he forced me. He would literally send me Andrew Tate every day and go, look, listen to what he said here. It's just so similar to the things you say. Look at what he said over here. This is exactly like what you say. So then I went into his videos and started to watch them for like a week and a half. And I ended up really liking the guy. I was like, you know what? This is the kind of guy that I would be around because he's very similar to me. But what most people did not see that I see is I see someone who was a nerd mm -hmm. and was able to defeat all the odds as a smart nerd to go become a world champion, world kickboxer, yeah, four-time world champion this is unheard of normally you have like these tough kids that are going into in there and you know and they're fighting and then you have somebody that was like a very sweet kid nerdy extremely smart and went into kickboxing he should have been like an elon musk he wasn't supposed to be a kickboxer right and then he went and defeated all the odds 
So I looked at it and I said, wow, I really like this guy. I truly want to get to know him. How will I get, how will I get to know him? Well, if I get on social media. So then I started doing videos and making a lot of noise. And within time, I watched some of his other videos and someone sent me a video, you know, that he switched from being a Christian to becoming a Muslim. And uh, I personally, I have a lot of friends that are Muslim. So for me, it's like, I believe if you believe in any religion yes. and you're a true believer, if there's religion in the world, the reason the world has gotten worse is because there is not enough religion in the world. And he was right about the fact that he said, well, I wanted a religion that you have to answer to. Mm -hmm. Like, I've been in Dubai many times. He said that as well. You walk in the mall, you could see the, the Prince of Dubai, and you're not going to have anybody bothering him. People just wave at him. He waves at there. When you're here in L.A., if you're going to have, you know, one of the presidents that are just going to walk in the mall, he's going to have a thousand security guards with him. They're going to shut down the mall. Because you don't know who's going to do what, because people don't really respect. There's no order. Mm -hmm. so there's no order in the United States. And in Dubai, there is. And the biggest reason is, is because there is religion and it's a strong religion. So due to the fact that it's a strong religion, he really liked it. And when he did go into jail, I said, you know what, I'll go into social media. And I had a feeling because he was speaking about that they were going to put him in jail. I had a feeling that he was really going to go to jail. And I made a video. And as soon as he went in, I released the video. And it was a, over a two-minute video of me saying that he should be released right now, him and his brother, because they're truly not the kind of people that would commit the crimes that they accused them of. And uh, I truly believed it in my heart and my soul that he didn't do what they said that he did. And just like I could see it right through his eyes that he wouldn't do things like that, um, they came out with the truth that he didn't do anything, you know? So they released him, but they did want to make his life much harder, which obviously it's going to upset anybody. You know, you take their money, you take their things. And now I've had a lot of people who reached out to me and go, did you see what he said? Did you see what he said about Palestine? Did you see what he said about Israel? And they're extremely angry. Yes. What they don't understand is that you have somebody, his name is Andrew Tate, he is not somebody who lives in the Middle East. He has not been part of the conflict, but he did go into becoming a Muslim. And now when you have people that are Muslim and send them all these horrific videos of kids in Palestine being killed or people in Palestine dying or telling him about how bad Israel is to the Palestinian people, him having a soft heart for people, of course, it's going to make him think Israel is bad. You have to look at somebody who's constantly believing that the system is trying to bring him down. So he's all about being that kind of guy that breaks away from the matrix, right? Yeah. So now he hears it from the people in Palestine. Hey, look what's happening here. And then he you have to also understand that most of the stuff that happened in Israel, people talked about on social media that it did not happen. Just like they said, the Holocaust didn't happen. Just yeah. like they're saying that there is no such thing as a round world. You know, they're switching everything around. So they're telling him none of that happened in Israel. They're sending him videos and pictures from Palestine. 
what do you expect a person who is now a Muslim and the people of Palestine are Muslim? Do you expect him to say, I understand and I stand with Israel? No, I didn't expect him. But you also have, you're going to be very ignorant and clueless to the matter if you don't understand that he is ignorant and clueless to the matter. Yes. You have to understand where he's coming from. He is not there. He just hears stories. So truly he's clueless. It's just what people tell him. If I took him hand by hand and took him to Israel and showed him exactly what happened and take him to the houses that were burned and show him the bodies that were burned and show him the babies that were killed. Yes, which is terrible. You would stand there. He would cry and he would understand exactly what truly happened. Yes. But he did not go there. He doesn't see anything. I don't think he could even leave Romania. So for me, I can't be upset at him because if I'm going to be upset at him, I'm just going to be just as ignorant as most of these people on social media. Yes. I come from a place of understanding people, a mm. place of love. So at love, you have to understand somebody and anybody that you understand and you speak to, you will understand even more. Like there's those shows on, on uh, Netflix that they do interviews to killers and they ask them, why did you kill? And when you listen to the story, all of a sudden you understand them. When you watch the TV show Narcos and you watch Pablo Escobar killing, you know, four or 5,000 people or blowing up a plane. And when you see the story, you still fall in love with Pablo. Mm. And you almost feel like what he did was right. Why is that? It's because every person has a story and every person sees it his way, which means that every person is right. This, what you see here is the translation of your mind. Do you see this blue? I see a blue. Who said that we see the same blue? Right. But I'm right and you're right. We are both right. So that's why you have to understand people. And at some point in time, you know, if I'm going to have a conversation with Andrew, of course, I'm going to explain to him. One, I'm not going to get into the conversation with him if he's not really interested in getting into that conversation. But if he is, I'll be more than happy to explain to him. You know, people look at him as this bad guy. I never looked at him as a bad guy because you could clearly see that he's not a bad guy. Yes. You could see that he's actually still a kid inside of him. And he finally made it. And he has to tell the world, F everybody, I did it. I did it. I did it. Right? Because he went from being a nerd, you know, wearing glasses and going into being a kickboxer and then becoming a multimillionaire and being super successful on social media and the most talked about men on social media. Of course, he wants to tell everybody to F you. Because he made it after everybody told him he wasn't going to make it. It's the same thing that happened to me. Everybody told me I wasn't going to make it in every single thing that I've done in my life. We have a very similar story. He was a nerd. I was like a little pretty boy, a sweet kid, the sweetest kid you'll ever meet. The animal that you see in front of you now is just what the world has created. Hmm. And sometimes as much as we want to say it, I mean... We want to say we want to be heroes. We want to be heroes. But sometimes what the world 
doesn't need is doesn't need a hero sometimes mm -hmm. what it truly needs is a monster and in times like this with Hamas, what they've done, what they need to see is a monster. They don't need to see a hero coming in and saying, oh, you know what? You've raped our women. You've killed our children. You've kidnapped our people. Let's go ahead and give you half of Israel. No, that's not times that you show a hero. You know, and the things that I do and I believe in. And. You know, he's someone, Andrew is somebody that stands very strong with his beliefs. And he's an extremely intelligent person. Very. As somebody that stands exactly like him and stands behind all of my words and my beliefs, I believe this. And I trust in this too. And I'll go by it any single, every single time, any day of the week, any day of the month. I'd rather be judged by the world and stand by God Absolutely. Than be, than be judged by God and stand with the world. I'm the kind of person that will stand by God and have no problem being judged by the whole world. But I will never stand by the whole world and be judged by God. There's no way it's not going to happen. Because anytime I do anything, even when I do something good for a friend and he screws me over, the relationship and the gifts and the amount of things that I've done for him, that was not between me and him. The deal was between me and God. Mm -hmm. So if he screwed me over, it has nothing to do with me and him. It doesn't even bother me. My score was countered by God. And it's one more thing that I did that was good, and another good thing, and another good thing. And that's why, no matter what, I'd rather stand by God and be judged by the whole world than be judged by God and stand by the whole world. It's just not going to happen. That, that is absolutely brilliant. What a diamond nugget that you've left the audience with. What advice, Ben, would you give to someone? Because I think sometimes the biggest battle we face is not the battle with the world. It's the battle that we have with ourselves. So there's so many people battling their own things in their mind these days. And you're a very strong character. What advice would you give to those people, whether they're going through stuff at home, in their relationship, you know, whatever it is? If you're with someone you're unhappy, get up and leave right away. If you ever work in a job, do not sell yourself for a paycheck. Go and figure out a way to do things where you're not working for a paycheck. And the best job in the world would be sales. The reason is everything around us is sold. So sales is the number one job. And the only person that could make this work and the only person who could screw it up is you. And you work on commission. So that means... The stronger the drive and the more put, more work you put in, the more money you're going to make. Mm -hmm. So it truly only counts on how much work you're going to put in. I believe that every man out there should be at least reading a book every two weeks. All books should be self-improvement books. I believe that every man should spend at least an hour at the gym every single day. I believe that every man should be spending at least an hour a day training on fighting 
and pushing his body to its fullest potential. The best times for a person to go to sleep is around 8 p.m. Between 8 p.m. to 1 a.m. every hour counts as two. People ask me, how do you know that? How could that be? Well, simple. If you ever fell asleep around 7 p.m., you woke up around midnight and you could not go back to sleep and you were super energized. Go to sleep at 8 a.m., wake up at 8 p.m. and feel how tired you are. Wow. That will tell you the difference. So if you sleep the best hours of sleep, if you spend an hour in the gym training for fights, an hour in the gym training to lift and runs, do cold showers daily to push your body and your mind to a point where you become unstoppable. Read one book every two weeks. And if you can bring it to the point that you can read one book per week, every single person in your life that is a partially negative, remove. Do not hang out in a circle of people that are not looking to do the things that you're looking to do. And if you can't find those people in that circle, go hang out around the, the places that you want to be at some point in time. So if I'm somebody who wanted to be a bodybuilder, I went and hung out next to bodybuilders. So I switched my gym. I'm not going to go to an LA fitness because it's a fitness gym. It's not a bodybuilding gym. I'm going to go to Gold's gym. Mm -hmm. Same thing anywhere you're going to go. So if I want to become successful, I will go to the gym earlier in the morning. Early morning people. The people of the night are the shit people. I say this, if the person who doesn't wake up in the morning, the sun will not shine on them. Wow. So the the really, really strong, sophisticated, hardworking people that are dedicated to becoming the richest they could ever become and the most successful they could ever become, these are the people that you see at 5 a.m. at the gym. Go talk to these people. Go hang out with them. Have lunches with them, have dinners with them. And when I go places with other rich people, I always pay. Why do I always pay? Because now they feel like they owe me something. So when I have a question, they answer me. And they answer me with love. They give me whatever it is. Now, I always leave people in a, in a way that they owe me something. Not that I want anything from them. But when you leave them in a place where you, they owe you and you don't owe them, anytime you have a question, they'll be there. They'll mm -hmm. be there to give you that answer so quick. So if you're in, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Do not hang out with people that are not looking to get to where you want to be. And even if that means your mom, your dad, your brother, or your sister, your wife is a problem when she's not your wife anymore. People have a problem here in 2023 and they'll drag it till 2030 and then go through a divorce. Why? Stop it here. Why take it with you all the way here? Mm -hmm. Stop it here. The pain will probably stop here. Why pull it to here till, so the pain goes all the way here? Yeah. The longer you're in an issue, the more you're going to suffer from it, even leaving the issue. Mm -hmm. There is no need for that. But people need to know how to make that cut. I meet a girl. She's beautiful. She's nice. She's sweet. She's everything I've ever wanted. But she's not the one. Thank you very much. I have to go. Why? Because this was wrong, and this is not something I'll be able to live with. You're not the girl for me. That's it. It's done right there. I don't think 
You see, men think in certain ways. Well, if I keep her around and I have sex, then I have this, then I have that. I don't need sex. I don't need you to cook. I don't need you to clean. I know how to do it all. And I believe in semen retention. Semen retention is extremely powerful. But of course, the medical world will tell you that if a man does not ejaculate, he could get prostate cancer. Well, that's just because they want you to die anyways. But if you know and understand semen retention, then if you're a man who could control his biggest urges, you're unstoppable. Nobody could take on you. Who could take on me? Nobody. A woman can't manipulate me. Oh, I'm not going to have sex with you? Okay. I don't want to have sex with you. Mm. I want to make love to you. We're not going to make love. I don't want it. Mm. That's it. They are shocked from me. But this is the way I live my life. So if a woman can't control me, and the environment around me can't control me, and I'm in control of everything, one more issue that people have is trying to control things that they cannot control. If you try to control what's out of your control, eventually we end up controlling you. You do not want to do that. Step away. You cannot control this. The only thing you can control is yourself. You can control your mind. You control your body. Step away from these people. Yes. And that's the hardest thing is for people to step away from people. And the biggest problem with people is that they have negative people in their life. I bring a woman over. My mom sees her. My mom goes, I don't like her feet so much. Now, every time I see my girlfriend's foot, I'm disgusted. Because my mom is, has a very, very strong opinion and I know that if she has that strong opinion, I need to have that strong opinion too for some reason. So what do I do? I don't bring girls home anymore. First, I need to fall in love with a girl before I introduce her to my mom. Because my mom will always say something. No, I didn't like her nose that much. Uh, I know that you like her, but I could tell she's not the one for you. You will see. In that moment in time, I can't see that person anymore. But in that moment in time, I'm going crazy with my mom. I'm like, mom, like that. I never want to see my mom again every time she does that. <laughs> and she'll do it again and again and again. I won't talk to her for a month. Yes. But she'll do it again and again and again. Yes. So how do you get it into your control? Well, just don't bring women next to your mom anymore. When I'll bring a woman, I'll say, I just proposed. This is my fiance, mom. Mm. And let me ask you, please, don't say anything about her that I wouldn't like. She's actually also pregnant with twins. <laughs> you know? With princess. But if I will, yeah, but if I will constantly try to control what's out of my control, it'll end up controlling me. I can't stop my mom from saying something. I've tried. Doesn't help. Got you. And one more thing for the girls that are listening just in our last bit. This has been such an amazing interview, by the way. I could talk to you all day. I'm sure everyone <laughs> so much knowledge from you. Girls that are listening, I'm going to feel that moment, but I feel like there's a lot of girls around. And 
they are searching, I think, for, I'm going to call it, I don't know if it's really attention. I think it's just, um, you know, when someone says, good girl, you've done well. Like it's it's like that type yes. of what what advice can you give to women to maintain? Because I just think beautiful things don't don't need to demand attention. And the same goes for businesses, the same goes for branding. So what advice can you give women of today just to, I'm going to call it clean up a bit, because I think that's something that we're missing in our culture now. So I'm going to go back to what you just said, how people like to have that good job. Do you know what right parenting is? Have you ever heard of right parenting? That's how we were raising my son with the right parenting. So you don't want to tell your kids a good job because then they do something to get the good job from you. Mm. They don't do it because they want to do it. <laughs> so whenever my son would do something cool, we don't, we wouldn't say great job, Donovan. We just looked at it and we're like, wow, I like that. <laughs> Found it, you know? And then he would keep doing things and he does it for himself, not for, hey, great job. Mm. So right parenting actually helps the kids as they grow up to not need to have that. Oh, my God, honey, great job. That was so good. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> and that's why kids, I'm talking about boys and girls, have grown up to be softer because they constantly need someone to give them that validation. When I will have a daughter, God willing, I will tell you what I would do for my daughter. And this is exactly what every woman out there should do in order to become successful, in order to stay happy and become successful in the way that she wants to be successful. So if she wants to be a top CEO, that's completely fine. But if she wants to be the best mother in the world, that to me is the most important thing in the world. Yeah. So if my daughter will be the best mother and the best wife, for me, that's the biggest blessing because I think men should work. And working as a man, it's because you need to be a provider. Mm. And I think that women should be raising children because no one could raise a child better than his mother nobody even though you guys did not come to the world with a manual book that says this is how you raise a child you will still raise it so much better than anyone else because it's your child it's just like a person that owns the business the reason i gave people percentage in, in the business is because once it's their business they treat it way better than an employee so if you are a mom you're going to do way better than the maid or the housekeeper or the babysitter <laughs> so if someone is looking to be a mother one day i think the most important thing is to remember that a woman is the respect of the family a that. man could be a drug dealer he could be a druggie he could be anything he wants to be he'd be a loser Nobody's going to talk bad about that family as bad as if the woman was a bad woman. And when I say bad woman, I'm talking about like super promiscuous who's been with many men and, and you know, just gave herself up extremely easy, you know. And the same thing as if you have a daughter. If you have a daughter and she's doing the same thing, then guess what? The house looks extremely bad. 
But who are the people that people really look up to? Is the people that act like they are high value and they're aristocratic and they're dressed very well. You know, look at this beautiful blazer you're wearing. <laughs> it just makes you look so nicely business oriented. Now you could be a mother to three kids, right? But I think as women, you must have the balance. So if you want to be a working woman, at least understand that when you have a child, in the first few years, you need to be with your child. Definitely. It's very important so they don't feel neglected. So being next to them is very important. So maybe you work out of the house, but also at the same time, work part-time. Mm. If you are a woman that is right now before that time and you are 20 years old mm. and you want to truly do good for yourself, I'll go with you a little bit about statistics that I had to learn as I went into social media because people want to know exactly like the statistics. And they're like, well, how do you know that fact? And I'm like, well, the clinical literature says that if a woman has been with more than five men or five men, then she is 20% likely to have a successful marriage. You know, and but they really want to know where my where my statistics came from. So I have to show them and prove to them. But as a woman, the thing is, is that you are bonding with another person. And when you start having multiple partners, whether at the same time or one after the other, you lose value of what it is to make love for yourself. Let's say nobody knew of it. Let's say nobody's ever heard of it. Nobody knew that you've been with other people. But for you, you lose the ability to bond. And I could see it when I talk to someone who's never been with anybody. She's still like, oh my God, she could fall in love. She has that strong feeling. She wants you. She's going to die for you, you know? <laughs> and then, like, my favorite movie is The Notebook. <laughs> and people are like, what? People would never know. But my yeah. that's my favorite movie is The Notebook. And I could watch it every single time. And in the end, I always drop tears. And I don't call that crying. I'm not crying. I'm just being a man and drop a tear imagining, wow, what if I was in love like that? And at some point in time, my wife got Alzheimer and wouldn't remember me. That's just so sad, mm. you know? So looking back, I thought to myself, well, if I spoke to a woman that has never been with anybody, she is so happy. She's so ready for love. And she truly believes in love. And then he talked to somebody who's been with like three people and she's still kind of there, but she almost kind of lost it because the men before that either hurt her, affected her, treated her a certain way, or also taught her, right? A lot of men are influenced for women. So they taught her things that are not good things. Like I met a girl who was a smoker. Well, she became a smoker because her ex was a smoker. Or I met a woman who has done many drugs in her life. And why was she doing it? Because her ex did that. Or one that was, you know, not doing anything with her life. And why? Because her ex was a bum and he was living with his family. And there were being bums at his family's house, you know? So it's like you get all these bad habits. And then now I have to take you and try to teach you and correct you. What is the best way to be? You know, you come, you stay at my place for three days. And I'm the one doing the dishes all the time, but you can't even like 
clean your plate and put it inside of a dishwasher. When there is a dishwasher, you don't even have to do it with your hands. Yes. And then I have to say, hey, sweetie, do you mind maybe just going ahead and rinsing it and just throwing it in the dishwasher? Or like trash, you know, she'll drop the trash and some trash will fall on the floor. She won't pick it up. Crazy. Little things like that, that of course, there's way more things. But when you look at it, it's a single person and they act this way. What will happen if we have kids? Yeah. How will the house look then? You have two, three kids. The house is now a mess. And then you speak to girls who constantly say, well, I'm going to have a maid. And I'm going to have somebody that's helping 24-7. And I'm going to have this and I'm going to have that. And everything that's important to her is what car she's going to drive, what bag she's going to have. And I'm a very simple guy. Yes. I'm an extremely simple guy. You could put me in the woods and you could put me like in a cabin and I could do bonfires for us and barbecue three times a day. And I'm good as long as I have a woman that I love and my family. That's all that matters. Mm. I don't need social media. I don't need anything. All I need is that. Mm. But on the other hand, you have a lot of women that need other things. And they are being, for some reason, manipulated by social media. Yes. And by women like the Kardashians. And they're looking up to these girls then they're like, oh, I could sleep with that guy and that guy and this guy and that guy. But by the time they're at the fifth and sixth and seven, they lost the ability to bond. And when they lost the ability to bond, they are now not capable of having a real relationship where they truly love. And of course, they'll tell you, of course, I truly love. No, they don't remember how they loved the first time. Yes. They don't remember that the first time and now the eighth time is completely different love. Mm. completely different love so i think that as a woman just like i tell men you need to stay away from negative people you need to stay away from social media you need to work every day you need to train yeah i think a woman should be also sleeping the best hours i think she should stay away from parties i think she should definitely stay away from drugs definitely stay away from alcohol if she's having alcohol, she'll be like a wine glass with her family. Yeah. You know, I think she should stay cute and sweet and away from all the craziness of the world and to help her family and get actually her family to help her choose the best husband for her mm. and go into having a family at a younger age where if she's having a first child at the age of 25 or 26, then that means by the time her son or her daughter is 20, she's going to be 45, 46. And that's cool because then they can hang out and they can kind of have fun times together and enjoy things before she's too old now, mm -hmm. right? And her daughter doesn't want to hang out with her anymore because her daughter wants to hang out with younger people. But people don't look at it nowadays the same. And they're like, well, let me enjoy my 20s. Well, they're enjoying their 20s, enjoying parties, going around with different men, all these dates. You are truly hurting your soul when you're dating a bunch of people. Mm. Because souls connect. Yes. So if my soul is connecting to another soul right now, before we even make love, 
if I'm connecting to your soul and I'm having a great time with you and we're laughing, we're joking, we're going to the movies and we have dinner, we're having the time of our life. And then the next day I go and I try to do that and replicate that with another woman. I'm just confusing my soul. So imagine doing that and then sleeping with a woman and then going and doing it with another woman the next day. Oh, we are, yeah. we are literally, we, we are energy balls. The whole world, everything is made out of atoms and atoms are made out of three molecules, which is neutrons, electrons, and, and protons. Now, that's what the world is made out of. So we are energy balls. And if we are connecting when we're making love, we are exchanging energy. It's literally like an iPhone and a charger. And we're exchanging energy. So if I'm exchanging energy with this girl and then that girl and then this girl and that girl, I'm giving away all of my energy. I'm completely drained. And how can I even think for a second I could be with any of them? I can't. Absolutely. And it's a proven fact because even people like Dan Bilzerian, he's constantly doing drugs. He overdosed. He has an in-house doctor that is constantly there. And he does not feel like he has any connection with any woman. And he's a man. Mm. And men were created to be with more than one woman, biologically. But he's a man and he still feels that. And for me, I must have that bond with one person. Yes. So I think if women truly wanted to be happy, all the promiscuous stuff, toss it away, toss it out the window. Dress classy, because then men look at you and think, that's my wife. When you dress promiscuous, they just look at you and it goes, I would like to have fun with her. Yeah. So there you're changing, right? You're changing completely. It's imagine you go into, you're going into a business meeting and you're going to get hired and you're dressed really nice and you look like you fit the part or you dress like a bum. You either get hired or you get tossed out of the office. Um, yes. So true. Right. It's the same thing. That's how people view people. Yes. I so, agree. Yeah. At the beach, you could dress, you could be in a bikini, but would you be in a bikini at home serving your husband's friends? You know, no, because this is, this doesn't fit this kind of, of environment. So the same thing, when a woman is dressed promiscuous, men see her sexually, they sexualize her. Yeah. Oh, but why do men do that? It is what it is. They can't help themselves. Poor men, they can't help themselves. Do you know how much they're suffering by looking at you and wishing they could have you? Yes. You don't even understand that urge that they have to now control. So you being classy, the man looks at you and says, that's going to be my wife. Mm. And I love He'll that. be inspired mm. to marry someone who looks exactly like you. If it's he really can't marry you, he'll find one that looks like you to marry. I'm so happy we discussed that because that was bothering me. And I think women, if they hold themselves with class and they be feminine and they dress well, I think they can go so much further to also so in much. their careers. But just for the last question, what is a million dollar brand to you? King Ben Azule. So behind King Ben Azule is actually... <laughs> 
there is much more that goes into it that I have not shared with the world, but there is much more that's kind behind it. It's going to be a billion dollar business. Mm. But please go ahead and re reiterate that uh, question again so I can go ahead and, and understand exactly what you're asking. So when it comes to building a million dollar brand or let's say personal brand, because I think your personal brand is very strong. You've got a lot of character. What is a million dollar brand to you? What does it take to build one? What does it mean to you? I think that anybody that would be devoted to something could make a million dollar brand within less than a year. I've mm -hmm. turned this brand into millions and millions of dollars of a brand within less than eight months now. <laughs> Congratulations. I do. <laughs> and I do. I, I have so many offers on the table that people don't even know about. But the brand that I've created, I'm coming out right now very soon, which I didn't tell anybody, but there's going to be a clothing line. There is a supplement line. I'm coaching men. I'm coaching women. Every time I coach somebody that is a one-on-one, -on -one, they pay me a hundred grand a month for one-on-one -on -one coaching. If someone gets in the program with men that I coach, it's seven and a half thousand dollars. It's an eight-week program. There is multiple programs, but there's an eight-week program, seven and a half thousand dollars, and it's up to 250 men. So in the last one, I had a hundred men, and you're talking about seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars for eight weeks, where we meet once a week. And we do a coaching call and it's not one-on-one, -on -one, it's in a group where we have a Zoom call. So you're talking about a business and this is once a week for one hour. Now, there's more things that they receive in that, you know, not just the hour. I always spend about two hours with them and then we have group chats and like chat rooms and all that stuff. And everybody has been doing extremely well. And some of those interviews are going to start coming out. Uh, some of those testimonials are going to start coming out. But the thing is that the business that I've built here is going to be worth billions because when I start something, I know what's the vision. So remember we talked about the vision? Yes. I have something that I don't know why most people don't have, but I have it inside of me where I have a vision and I go straight. I, I go straight forward and I don't stop. And through going with social media, I realized that there's so much that could be done. And then we have the coaching business. We have an app that's launching. We have courses. We have one-on-one. -on -one. We have uh, the clothing line. We have the whole brand that's going to have also a supplement line. Um, and then we have a crypto coin that's going to be coming out. It's called the King Coin. And then a VC company. So... VC companies are going to be helping people to do a lot of real estate and through the real estate with their investments that I will guarantee to show them that it's going to make money. I'll receive percentage from each and every property and each and every business that I help in. So that's going to bring it into a whole nother level. And I'm talking about really, truly billions, but the end result that people don't know was those billions that I'm going to make are going to actually help the kids of the world. So I want to open up my own orphanage and I want to have like 2000, 3000 kids that all call me dad. And then I put them through the teaching of the way I live my life 
and that's how they will live their life from the moment that they are kids and raise them. So I said, you know what? If I can't find the perfect wife that's traditional and that's going to be the one that I want, at least I will be able to help the world to create better kids for the world. So eventually that next generation will have better wives, better husbands. And I don't care if it's one at a time or if it's going to be thousands at a time. Yes. As long as I'm creating an impact, I know that I'm going to be helping the world. So sometimes when you don't achieve your dream, which my biggest dream was to have a wife, kids, family, and a wife that looks at me and admires me and looks up to me and adores me for all the good and all the craziness that I am, and just is there to help me to achieve the dream of making the world a better place. If I can't have that, at least I will create a better generation so the next generation will have it. And they keep saying, oh, leave a better world for our kids. But it's not true. You need to leave better kids for our world. And when you'll do that, the world will be a better place. Absolutely. That's so amazing. So um, for the wives out there, Ben's future wife, how can yeah. people find you, follow you? I know you're all over YouTube. You're on Instagram. How can they stay tuned? I know you've got your website. Do you want to just give them the address? We'll put it in the link below. But it was an honor to have you on the show today. What an incredible Thank interview. So we went way over, but it's worth it. And the time's 10, 10, our <laughs> number. So that's how long, how long did we spend? A long time, but it was worth it. Yeah. And I have no doubt your company will be worth billions. And what you say you do, you go for. So I can't wait to watch your success. We are right behind you, especially me. And call me Thank anytime you. you want, because now I feel like I owe you. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll oh, go for Yes. Thank you so much for having me. And for anybody that wants to find me or see me on social media. All of my social media is the same name, name, and it's King Azulai. So if you go to my Instagram, it's King underscore Azulai. And I'm sure you'll probably throw it up there. But also on YouTube, it's King Azulai. And TikTok, it's King Azulai. And I've had a lot of people actually reach out to me. I get about ten to 12,000 messages a day. So it's been crazy. And okay. now I have... Now I like, I scroll through them to see if, you know, if it's the perfect wife that writes to me, then I write to her back and I got to speak to some very sweet girls, you know, but um, I'm very, for a wife, you know, you have to make sure that it's the right one. You really do. Anybody that's going, whether it's a wife or a husband, you know, I, I tell that to everybody just back in the day, it was let's get married and people died from a tooth infection at the age of 30. Yeah. You know, people didn't live that long. Now forever is a long time. So yeah. if you want to stand behind those vows and say, you know, I'm going to be with you through thick and thin, through rich and poor until death do us apart, just make sure it's the right person. That's all. I you appreciate know? you. And your views are so valuable and can't wait to see more of you. So in a few months time, you should have a few gazillion videos, I'm sure. But um, yeah. thank you for making time, Ben. And we will definitely talk to you soon. Yes, of course. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye. See yeah. ya.